You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, this is Michael McIntyre. And right before this podcast begins, I want to give you a reminder, or some of you don't even know, we've got a next level experience coming in June 10th, 11th, and 12th, right here in Big D, Dallas, Texas. It's intense. It's amazing. It's Holy Spirit filled. It's not for snowflakes. Listen, if your life is working, that's who needs to come to this next level experience because it's about taking your life higher. You probably have that burning desire saying, you know, I know there's more for me. The Holy Spirit's dropping this on me. I feel that God's telling me there's more out there, but how do I get unstuck? How do I get out of this place where I feel mediocrity will come to next level experience. This is not a conference. This is three days of intensive and of experiential learning, just the same way you kind of learn how to ride a bike. And it's all about relational, spiritual, financial, business, and physical. So come on in. It starts at Friday, June 10th at 2.30 and goes to about 9.30 p.m. Saturday morning, it begins at 8 a.m. and goes to about 9.30 p.m. Sunday morning, about 8 a.m. to about 9.30 p.m. And guess what? Cost you no money up front. How cool is that? At the end, if you want to bless us, great. And pay it forward. So come on, check it out. Go to themichaelmcintyre.com and apply today. It's going to fill up. It's going to be cool. Oh, and if you're a snowflake, don't apply. This is for eagles wanting to fly higher and not flock with the turkeys. So come on, get after it. Hey, enjoy this podcast. It's a killer dealer. God bless you, and Jesus is King. Amen. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your host of the Next Level Podcast, the Next Level Podcast here at McIntyre. We're live right here in Studio M. <laughs> I'm excited about today. I'm so excited because we're talking about abundance. We're going to talk, you know, you've heard me talk about John 10, 10, right? I want to talk about abundance and being on a journey and, and what that leadership and abundance looks like, because I think it's, it's really uh, important right now. Cause a lot of us out there get, get trapped up uh, in, in different comparisons and, and constantly in the news, constantly in the fear, constantly in the self doubt, constantly, constantly in a negative talk, you know, and I, I really want to talk to you today and share what works for me. Maybe it won't work for you. Maybe that will, but it gives you some ideas maybe on leadership because it's, you know, you, you, we think of leaders, okay, the president of the United States or, you know, Congress or the CEO of an organization or the pastor of a church or the senior pastor, but look, we are all leaders. Okay. We really truly are. And what does that look like? Um, it's real important, I think, to take a look at that and say, okay, what does is, what is it mean being a leader in my life, even if you're not married, even if you're, it's just you by yourself, uh, how are you showing up as a leader? And I believe God wants us all to have leadership qualities. 
Yeah. So let's talk about leadership here. A leadership is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Yeah. So you need to know the way. You need to know which way you're going. Um, and some of you might out there be grappling with that. Like McIntyre, you know, I'm not, I'm still kind of confused. I really don't know where I want to be, what I want to do, how I want to show up. And I get that. I understand. That was never my case. I always knew from a young age kind of what I wanted to do. Maybe I was a freak. <laughs> Probably was. I uh, still am. But some of you might be grappling with that and confused. And so here's what I got to say to that. Okay. If you don't know, okay. All you need to do is what are you going to get accomplished today? Get this thing down the granular. Like, look at today. What are you going to do when you wake up? Now, you've heard me say this to be a member of the Five Handle Club. What does that mean? That means to get up in between 5 a.m. and 5.59 a.m., seven days a week. That's right. I said it because this is the deal. If you can control your morning, you can own your day. If you own your morning, you control your day. You you. It's part of who you become. Listen, Stacey and I celebrated our anniversary last night. It was a fantastic. We went on to a really nice dinner, had some great wine, amazing food. And look, I got up this morning at 4.30. Dude, am I feeling it? Yeah, I'm kind of feeling a little bit, but that's okay because I, I know where I'm going to go today. I know what I'm going to get accomplished. I know the things I want to do. And last night, it was well worth the sacrifice of being a little bit tired today a little bit fatigued to enjoy a beautiful, nice, romantic, fine dining with my beautiful bride, Stacy. Yeah. And so I know that. So I still got up. Right. And so this is what leadership's about knowing. Okay. So you don't, maybe you haven't, you don't have the big clue right yet of what, where you want to go in life. Start getting up early in the morning, right? That way you kind of know what's going to happen and you get to control your day. Because otherwise, listen, if you stay in bed till 10, 9, 30, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, it gets depressing for me anyway. And I like that rigor that God gives us to get in and see what you're going to do. And the first thing that I usually do is get my coffee, okay, say my prayers, okay, get in there. And then I start watching the news, checking the stocks, doing all these things that I do. And sometimes the day creeps up on me and I don't know what's going to happen. I, and I play it by ear, but more, more times than not, I know exactly what the day is going to bring and whatever God brings that's different or what the enemy tries to take away. I know that God's my anchor in that day. All right. Now, so for those of you that do know the way and you're going to go the way and you're going to show the way, that's awesome. And make sure you have clarity on that, right? Whether it's with your family, whether it's with your church, and maybe it's just, you know, you dealing and taking care of your family or taking care of your business. Um, you could be self-employed and you, you're the chief cook and bottle washer of your business. You still need to lead the way, lead the way for your staff or for your customers, lead the way for in your vendors. These things are important. So, um, all right, here's some here's some things that I that really work in my opinion in this leadership and knowing where to go. Again, doesn't matter if you're titled as a leader, we're all leaders in his kingdom. Uh honesty and integrity, number one. It truly is. And you know, it's really important to keep that honesty and that integrity, especially with yourself. You know, sometimes you've heard to say stop lying to yourself. And it's Another word for it is called denial. And I'm not talking about the river in Egypt. I'm talking about denying what's right there. Why do we deny that? So we don't have to face the reality. Be honest with yourself. 
and have the integrity to recognize. Okay. And, you know, look, sometimes it's time to fish, man. You know, there's a lot of fish are biting. It's time to fish. Other times it's time to cut bait. And when it's not, when, when the fish aren't biting, when things aren't working that, that way for you, don't strive, cut bait, regroup, uh, get in the mastermind group, get into prayer, maybe even fast. I'm not a big faster. I'll tell you that right now, but I know some of you would like to do that. And I've heard it really helps a lot. Couldn't give you a lot of uh, advice on that. I mean, I fasted and, you know, got up, you know, that morning, didn't eat until, you know, two or three o'clock that day. But I know some of you, I've talked to some people have fasted 30 days. That's not me. All right. Confidence. Second thing is in leadership, confidence. You know, it's real important to have confidence in what you're doing, even if you don't know exactly the clear road, but you should know what's what's going to go on that day. And if you do have that confidence in that day, that's helpful. All right. But if you do have a plan, if you have a uh, vision, even if it's a 30, 60, 90 day vision, have confidence that it's going to work. Say affirmations over yourself that it's going to work. Confidence goes a long way because nobody wants to get behind a wishy-washy leader, somebody that is double-minded. Double-minded is not of him. That's of Satan, okay? Double-minded, it doesn't work. Ambiguity is not of him. It's a playground for Satan. And so what you need to do is get clarity, have confidence in that it's going to work to plan. That doesn't mean it can't change because oftentimes it will, especially, you know, as soon as you step that first foot on the battlefield, man, come on, sometimes all bets are off but have confidence that your plan is going to work. Seek wisdom in this plan. And if things change, be flexible, be agile, okay? And then ask for wisdom, ask for advice. All right, the third thing is inspire others. Your, in, your passion will go a long way. Have passion for what you're doing because that inspires other people. And especially if you're, if you're in leadership, in a title leadership at work or at church or in, in, in a group or whatever, you could be a leader of uh, a committee or what have you. Ha, you know, inspire others, give them reasons, give them motivation. You know, my man, my friend, you've heard me say this before, but my good old friend, Zig Ziglar, God rest his soul, what an amazing man. He always used to say, you know, people tell me, McIntyre, that motivation doesn't work. And I say, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't, or motivation doesn't last. And I would say, that's right, it doesn't, but neither does a shower. And that's why you take one every day or a bath, yeah? So inspire others. And if you don't know how to inspire them, read some good books about that. And I'll share some of those at the end of this, uh, some good books that really help me inspire others. Um, okay, so be committed. Be committed and passionate. We talked about passion. Be committed. Have that commitment over your circumstances, whatever that is. Because when you're in that commitment, that inspires others and it breeds confidence in the fact that you're a leader. All right. Number five is communication. <laughs> this is a big one. You know, one of the big frustrations I had when I first started working with a lot of Gen Zs and young millennials back, uh, I was over at Upper Room and, and did some work for them, which was great. And uh, a lot of young people in there. And I think the communication was was probably a big problem. And, and we, we solved that and they did great. But it seems like a lot of creatives and if you're a creative, I'm talking to you and I'm talking about you artists that are singers, songwriters, people just write, do beautiful art or sing, whatever. Sometimes communication and not just you. I, I've talked to some really good pastors, too, that have problems in communication. Communication is very important. And you might think something in your mind 
my friends, you might think something and people, you think people know this, people hear what you're thinking. So they got to know what you're doing. Not true. A lot of times we say things in our mind and we think everybody hears that and understands it. Listen, I used to do the same way back when I had my insurance company. I remember because uh, I could see things in, in the visionary that I am. I could see things playing out in my business as a movie, just like <clears throat> watching a, a, a movie at the movie theater. I could see it clearly. And I assumed everybody else could see it as clearly as I could. Uh, and I got very frustrated and I was very immature in this. And I, I, I fired some good people over this. Uh, and I also, you know, made some bad decisions over this until I learned that they don't see what I see. And that's what separated me from doing how I did and creating a billions of dollars in, in business to where people didn't understand. And so I had to break it down to a granular scale to make sure that they got it. And so what I implemented was uh, is I'd share, share my vision or share what I thought that they needed to hear or my ideas. And I'd say, okay, what do you hear me saying? And then I'd have them re repeat that back because it's communication. Communication is so, it's probably the biggest problem in any organization, any church organization, business, family is communication. Because what happens when there's a vacuum, when there's no communication, actual verbal words being said and being heard and received properly, there's a vacuum. And in that vacuum, we make up things. And let me just tell you this. The enemy is a liar and so is his mother-in-law. They will tell you things that are not true, especially in the believer circle. So make sure your, your communication is being heard right and received right. And make sure that you're hearing what they're saying. And what, a good thing for you to hear from your staff, from your family, from your friends, from your employees, from your fellow parishioners, whatever it is, say, hey, Bill, hey, Mary, what I hear you saying is and repeat it back to them. And they'll tell you, yes, that's correct. That's what, or no, you misunderstood. This is what I meant to say. And then do that until the communication is complete. All right, number six, accountability. <laughs> Good leadership has to have accountability. You know, I remember, uh, I don't know, probably 12, 15 years ago, I was, I was coaching somebody and they kind of had it. They, they were kind of a benevolent dictator. And most business owners are, most entrepreneurs are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's your business. You got to do that. But at some point, though, you need to start having some people there, even if it's just an advisory board that doesn't have fiduciary responsibility to tell you, hey, bro, your pants are down. <laughs> You're naked standing in the middle of the street and it's not pretty because you need that accountability. You need people that's going to speak truth to you. Okay. And, you know, sometimes when people are on your payroll, they won't speak truth to you because they're fearful that they're going to lose their pay yet. They're, 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 livelihood. So you've got to find people that's going to hold you accountable and tell you that you got spinach stuck in your teeth or that you're, uh, you know, that you're blowing, you know, you're just blowing things way out of proportion or that's crazy. Now you might not take their advice, but at least you hear it. Right. And listen, this is called maturity. It's called checking the ego. So you can cash that check. I think I did a, uh, a whole thing about pride last week on the, on, if you haven't heard my my podcast about pride listen to the one previous to this it's really good that's right i think it is good all right number seven about leadership empathy have empathy yeah just put yourself go around on the other side of the desk or on the side and kind of imaginary look back at yourself and say you know do i understand what they're receiving or look at them and try to put yourself 
in their shoes. God gives us that ability to have empathy because empathy is very, very powerful. It really is. You need empathy in your family because some that we get so self-centered about who we are and we feel that the whole world evolves around us. And maybe I'm just talking about my own self when when I felt that way, but we need to have true empathy and say, you know, let me take a, let me just see how it is to be that person, even though you can't do it, but you can try to put yourself in their shoes and look back at the situation and try to take at least maybe not a 360 view, but a 180 degree view of how it might appear to them or how that might feel to them in that financial situation, in that, in that job experiment, in that, you know, reaching out and giving a presentation or speaking. I know, you know, we've all experienced a a speaker that's very nervous. You know, we're in a room and they get up and they're very nervous. Their voice cracks. They're having flop sweats in front of you. We have such empathy because many of us feel that, that feeling when we have to give public speaking. Right. And so maybe until that person says, Hey, I'm scared to death and I don't know what to do up here. And then it breaks the tension and everybody can feel now they're vulnerable. And so now we we're with them, but you know, you have that empathy and that empathy sometimes is, is, is so thick, you can cut it with a knife. And you need that, though, to be good leadership. Because, look, I've had situations to where I werewolf people in the business before. And, and just because I got insecure and didn't have the confidence and didn't understand and I didn't communicate properly with my team. And I didn't have somebody to get me accountable in that process because uh, for whatever reason, my arrogance. And so... Then later on, I remember when I started developing <laughs> the gift of empathy, uh, it changed everything. Now, sometimes I still got, uh, you know, I still would, you know, get kind of on people to get stuff done, but that's because they weren't seeing it properly and for the right reasons. And they were using excuses and playing smaller victimization, which flies all over me. So, but I did have empathy in that situation. So I would tell them, and look, I I remember too, on several occasions when things weren't going exactly the way they're supposed to go, uh, I would uh, talk to them and then apologize later on. So I hope this makes sense. I hope this is good. uh, And I I hope you're receiving this. So um, yeah. And uh, I've also, I want to talk to you real quickly about take time to listen to the Lord. (laughs) I guess I'm preaching to myself, okay? Take time to listen to the Lord, uh, to hear God. He wants your attention. He really does. He wants you to, you know, he wants your attention. He wants you to sit down and say, okay, Father, uh, what do I need to hear from you, right? Because he's got all, he's got such wonderful intentions for you. Uh, Isaiah 41 10, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Love that. Here's another one. Philippians 2, 4, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others, which is kind of like empathy, right? These are great. These scriptures are great for leadership. And look, it's not always standing in that place and being a leader. You know, the old adage, it's lonely at the top. There's a reason why they say that because it is. And sometimes you have to make decisions that are not popular. Sometimes you're, you got to make decisions that people don't understand. And, but you've got to stand by that decision. Nobody likes a wishy-washy leader. If you're going to make a decision, stand by that decision, you know, and if you make a mistake, own it, right? Uh, just own it. It's really important. Um, 
yeah. So these are things uh, about leadership and some good books. Okay, Mark Batterson. I love Mark Batterson. I know you've probably heard me say this before. Uh, In the Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. Great book about leadership. Really is an impressive book. And I think it's great. Max Licato, Fearless. Max Licato. And I like these books because they're easy to read. And, you know, I don't have, I, 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 you know, I read the Passion Bible and I read some really, you know, NIV, but I like the Passion Bible because it's easy for me to read. I'm not a big sit down and, you know, read the Bible for an hour. You know, if I'm lucky to sit down for five minutes, maybe 10 and read something. So it's got to be easy for me to read. So these two books that I recommend are good. Mark Batterson's a great author, author of course. Um, Max Licato. The other one by Mark Batterson, I believe, is called Circle Maker check it out man it's good stuff really is these books are really good they're gold they changed my life uh they gave me a new perspective on god and that's really really important for me to see that all right the last thing i want to leave you with is lou giglio and how big is our god go check it out on youtube it's a 45 minute deal but it's really good i think he did it i don't know 15 years ago uh maybe longer but i watched it at least four or five times. How big is our God? It's all about leadership. It's about how God leads us. And, you know, he loves us so much and he's so big. He's got such empathy and he's got such passion for us and such commitment for us. Check it out. Uh, you go to YouTube, Lou Giglio, How Big Is Our God? And for those of you that watch it all the way through, okay, send me the very ending of it and you'll know what I'm talking about what he discovers. And if you do send that email to me and I will send you a signed copy of the next level life out on Amazon, go to amazon.com. If you want it. Hey, the one that you can buy on Amazon, it's got all the pictures in it. The one that I will send you, it doesn't have any pictures. <laughs> so if you like all the pictures of my family and Stacy and I, and the early days with our jets and, and all that crazy stuff and my brother and our trips around the world and all that, go buy it on amazon.com the next level life it's a great read it really is um i know i'm bragging about my own book that's right um but if you do get down there send us an email uh just go to the michael shoot an email tell me what you saw and lou giglio his video on how big is our god yeah i think you'll enjoy it i know you will it's fascinating so listen none of this is easy i get it it's not supposed to be easy, but if you're wearing the Jesus jersey, baby, show up big. He put you in this world to be big. He didn't put you in, in this world to play small, right? And that's what we teach a next level experience, and uh, which is really cool. All right, we got a lot more to coming up next week. It's going to be exciting. We got some interviews, and I think we got some other people coming on. So, hey, make sure you stand up out there and be seen. Don't be shy. Don't, don't try to settle for less to make somebody else feel better about themselves. That's not him and his kingdom. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, if somebody needs to hear this, somebody you love that needs to hear some of these things about leadership, you know, send them, send them my uh, podcast and subscribe and rate it. I do appreciate it. We're getting a great worldwide audience. We got people all over the world listening to this podcast and I so appreciate it. And uh, yeah, when you send in, send in where you're from. I'd love to hear from where you're at. Send an email to us. Just go to the, uh, the michaelmcintyre.com and there's a place where you can contact us. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, I know some of you have requested some people that want to come on at our podcast. Keep sending those in. We get, we'll get to you. 
And uh, we are always about having interesting and dynamic guests in his kingdom. Come on, the McIntyre, the Next Level Podcast. Have a great week. God bless you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.